Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the podcast where I sit down with Mike Myrie from Hunt Tag and also Ragged Ridge. And uh, Mike's a really cool guy, a local guy here who started a company for the new tag uh, system to make it really streamlined and easy for you. And then he also does um, shed hunting in Oregon too, and he's pretty darn good at it. It's, it's amazing how many sheds he finds, blacktail sheds even. And uh, so we kind of go over a lot of different things. We go over the hunt tag stuff. We go over um, kind of his past experience being in the hunting industry and, and working his way through trying to have a TV show and stuff like that. And then also we cover shed hunting. So it was a really fun conversation. Mike's a super cool guy. And uh, just wanted to let you guys know on the podcast, uh, right at the end, um, he offers 20% off to On Point listeners. And so if you go to his website, which I will put in the description box below, it's uh, hunttag.com, I believe. Uh, but I'll make sure I have the actual link in the bottom below. Um, enter code on space point, all lowercase. So it's on point, two words. And then you'll get 20% off um, the hunt tag. So uh, appreciate him offering that. Outside of that, guys, we still need more people to sign up for the newsletter. Um, we want to try and get as many people on there that, as we can. Uh, you know, we'll, you'll get discounts like what, you, what I just offered here on the newsletter and uh, also more inside information for what I'm up to for content and what's coming around the bend. So you can do that at www.onpointpodcast.com. If you don't want to do that and you still want to support the show, you can either do it through Patreon, which is monetarily at patreon.com forward slash onpointpodcast, or you can just go leave us a review. Leave us a review on Podbean or, or iTunes and leave a comment and let you know. so I know that you left it and... Uh, be happy to see what you guys think for for reviews five stars is the most you can get preferred but if we didn't earn it you know let me know and we'll work on it so outside of that guys appreciate you listening to this episode i will see you at the end and uh hope you enjoy try this with a better memory card okay. and and with your editing you can make me sound like sam <laughs> sam elliott right yeah yeah perfect he was actually in World Creek not too long ago. Did you hear about that? No, but Passing I, through. I know where his – he has a house in Oregon. Does he? Yeah. My buddy's huh. ranch in uh, – should I say – are we recording yet? Yeah, we are okay. officially recording. So, well, he, <laughs> my buddy has a ranch, and <laughs> Sam Elliott's ranch, like, is adjacent to theirs. And so my buddy's never seen him, but my buddy's grandpa – has actually seen Sam Sam Elliott out like checking fence and stuff and like really hey Sam yeah he's got a place in Oregon that's pretty sick yeah his place is real small it's like his little vacation place but really yeah it's cool to say that a famous dude checking fence yeah oh he's like as legit as you can get huh like he actually knows how to ride a horse versus like the other guys that don't like yeah he's old school huh. He's not one of those Tim McGraw dudes that's actually like anti-gun like behind the scenes no <laughs> no. Sam's a dude that you like, hey, man, I, I need something. And he'll like go out there, well, let me show you how to fix it. Really? Yeah. That's pretty sick. Mm -hmm. So uh, so let's go ahead and get an intro. <clears throat> Who am I sitting down with today? Uh, my name is Michael Myrie. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta ask you, and I'm sure you got this literally your whole life. Did you know, I'm sure you know this, did you know you, you share a name with some very notorious people out there if you pronounce your name wrong so yes um actually <laughs> i've been um so i played baseball all growing up and i've actually i hit a double i got on second base and they announced my name late and they said double by mike myers and the shortstop <laughs> shortstop just turns and looks at me with this like 
creepy look on his face. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not me. He said it wrong. He said it wrong. <laughs> After that happened a few times, I just like <laughs> glared back at him like a weirdo. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, you have, uh, if you add an S, uh, the famous actor, the Austin Powers actor. Mm-hmm. And then you have the serial killer. Yes. He would stab people to death. Uh, yes. The Halloween videos. Yes. Yeah. And to make things, not you. To make things more <laughs> weird, my, my middle name is Jordan, so I'm Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> and my, my parents' names are Mary and Joseph. So are you kidding me? I was not born in a manger, though. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a, did they think that, that name through? No. My, uh, my mom just really liked the name. My dad came home from work, and she's like, I really know what I want to name him. He's like, oh, yeah, what's that? She's like, Michael Jordan. And he's like, well, you know, there's this guy in North Carolina that's going to be kind of good. And she's like, I don't care. I just like the name. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's how it was. <laughs> well, my parents named me Garrett uh, after a famous uh, comedian. He's still, I think he's still around today. He's a comedian that used to be, I think, on like a Saturday Night Live. And uh, he he would kind of do like the yelling, like, um, like I don't know, long story short, he's a famous comedian. and Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I always tell people, if you hate your kid, name him Garrett, because it's just been a nightmare. Because <laughs> when you t- when I say my name over the phone or I'm trying to talk to somebody and, like, I, like introducing myself, Gary? No. Derek? No. Garrett. Yeah. Like, there's there's a T and the E that separates the, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my gosh, it's a nightmare. And then spelling it when you're a kid, two R's, two T's, there's different ways to spell it. It's like, man, yeah. if you hate your kid, name him Garrett. Because that will just yeah. jack him up the whole. Yeah, my my son, his name's Theron, T H E R O N, like mm. Theron, Theron. Mm-hmm. But him being five and trying to say his name to like an old person, what's your name? And he's like <laughs> Theron. They're like Darren. Oh. <laughs> and he's like no. And so instead of like spelling it out, uh-huh. he writes in in the sky, T H E, because he's learning letters now. Uh-huh. So he's like like this, and he'll start writing letters out, and they just look at him like what? Because he's writing it backwards to them. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. I know one other thing. He's a character. Uh, I like that name. I think it's a cool it's name. It's a cool name. But yeah, I, I, it, actually, I, it actually means hunter in Greek. Does it really? Mm-hmm. That's sick. Yeah. My brother named his uh, youngest hunter. Like hunter, hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so let's go ahead and get into what we're going to get in here. So you've got quite the, uh, quite the background in, in hunting and, and you started a new company and stuff. And, and um, you called me today. You were down here and kind of got your butt kicked shed hunting. And I stuff. sure did. <laughs> yep. Uh, which, by the way, for guys that do shed hunt, um, I don't know if I have a lot of uh, a lot of respect for them because I don't understand it. But I know how much work you guys put into it. Oh yeah, and I, you know, it it it, it it's like a line between in awe and disbelief, and then there's respect in there too. Because I'm like, first of all, I would not hike around 20 miles to go look for a shed. Like yeah. I just have no desire to do that. I found never have I found a shed on purpose. And then for the guys that really get after it, it's like, man, you have to respect the work ethic. And the guys that come back with a whole shit ton of sheds at the end of the day, yeah, there's something to it. So I guess um, there's a lot of things I want to get into it to here. But how successful of a shed hunter are you? Um, <clears throat> it's I would say that <laughs> it depends on who I'm compared. That's a loaded to. question. So <laughs> if I'm compared to the guys out on the Arizona Strip and the Utah guys and stuff that are going after like huge herds of mule deer and mm-hmm. huge herds of elk and they're shed hunting for weights and they're selling sheds and they're making the money on being a professional shed hunter. Yeah, I am bottom of the totem pole if you're comparing me to those guys. Now, and I hate being like, oh yeah, I'm that good, <laughs> but 
when I can go out and in a spring of blacktail shed hunting and get a hundred sheds, a hundred sheds. Yeah, I would say that that's doing pretty good for blacktail. Uh, yeah, but I'm also not comp- not blacktail shed hunting in the true true coastal rainforest. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not 20 miles from the ocean. I've I've lived in Tillamook and I've tried to shed hunt there and I was yeah. convinced it doesn't matter. There's bucks here. You can find them. <laughs> and after two years of like getting my butt kicked and finding four horns, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's not the same. So when it comes to that kind of thing, like that's my real favorite thing to do is is blacktail sheds. Really? Um, I figured it'd be rosies. Like I'm just not good at finding those. If I could find them, I would. I really? Just, I'm just not. And mm. and now with the warehouser stuff and the mm-hmm. Tioga. Mm-hmm. I just don't have access to where there's big numbers of Roosevelt. And there is big bulls in the Cascades, but they're spread out a little bit more. And so when you do find them, it's like, whoa, this is a big bull. Hmm. But you're never going to go out there and find, like, a backpack full of, I found 15, I found 20 horns like those guys on you see on shed hunting videos. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, Eastern Oregon, maybe, but even then it's like, ugh. So we just don't have those kind of herds. I've got a genetic of bull uh, on the coast range that I found through just doing my job and stuff. And then um, I was talking to one of the loggers, and they're telling me, and I can show you a picture of the genetic. Um, the The horns go straight out and then mm-hmm. straight forward like a flat brim hat. And uh, this was just the rag that I saw. But Sounds like a forklift. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I nicknamed him Flat Brim, that bull Flat Brim, and uh, he'll be at like a probably a four or five point this year. But um, I guess where I'm going with this is is there's some giant bulls. I would say you know for me a giant bull is a 300 inch rosy. That, I mean, that's a giant. Yeah. Um, I think for most rosy hunters that's probably a giant. When people throw out the 300 inch number, uh-huh. they don't really realize how big it is. Yeah. And how hard it is to hit that number. Very hard. A lot of times when they're like 300 and they score, like man, he was only like 264. <laughs> It's like that still is a yeah. big bull. A three hundred inch bull is like a three hundred pound bear. There's a lot of hundred and fifty pound bears getting shot that were three hundred yeah. pounds. <laughs> but uh, like the the two sixty four bull is no slouch. Like that's a dandy. Yeah, I think the that's one I a shot nice bull. last year. And I'm I would I'm not a snob. <clears throat> I am probably you know I I don't discriminate with elk. I don't shoot cows right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with a bull, first legal bulls get narrow. Yeah. Uh, and I've said that multiple times on podcast. Deer, I'm more selective, but um, that bull I, I shot this year, I really don't care because it was it could have been a spike. I would have been enjoyed with it, but uh, probably 250, 255. Yeah. Um, we were holding it up next to a 260, and it was just slightly smaller. So, and for me, like I would shoot that literally every year, but uh, <laughs> 300 inch, uh, that's a heck of a bull. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know when you pick one up, but um, and actually, I saw my first. I'll show you a picture. I saw my first 300 inch Rosie. And uh, this year, while spring bear hunting is yeah. like in the first month, and uh, like I watched him for half an hour, I'm like in awe. And so, where I'm going with this is, I have this really cool concentration of these bulls that are like box antler uh, mule deers. Gotcha. Goalpost look. Yes, yeah. And they and they're one of them is a six point. He's huge, and the other two are, are five points. And there's a four point with them too and stuff. But um, I. If I know where they're at and they're always there and now they don't have their racks, how would you go about finding those sheds? So my tactic, if I was to concentrate on trying to find rosy horns, and mm-hmm. I've told guys this before that are like in those areas yeah. where there's more 
bowls. Yeah, there's and like eight bowls in this little drainage. I would, what I would do in Michael's perfect world is I would be out there scouting and I'd find exactly where those bowls are preseason before they drop. Mm-hmm. So in that springtime, you're looking for them to drop and find where they are and just watch them as much as you can. And as soon as you see them, horns disappeared, you would know. Now, other than that, you could trail camera some, but to just be like, well, I always see them in here during season. <laughs> doesn't mean they're going to be there then, you know, but if you could find basically just preseason scouting for herds, cause it's not. Now you're saying super- preseason, like shed season. Yeah. Preseason, pre pre shed season. You're okay. Scouting. Okay. You're going out and you're finding and at that time, elk shouldn't be that hard to find cause they should be right. more relaxed. Yeah. They're kind of out there doing their thing. Nobody's chasing them, shouldn't be chasing them around, and they should be in, like, recovery mode. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to go out and find some herds of elk. And if you find cows, 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 those bulls are probably going to be near there, most likely generically a little bit higher elevation possibly. And so just once you find them, then just key on them and keep eyes, eyes on them as much as you can. Blacktail, you can't do that. I can't go out there and be like, well, I'm going to keep tabs on this buck. Right. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, good luck. You're just not going to do that. But what I've done with my tactic for blacktail is I approach it. This may sound silly, but I approach it like I was bass fishing. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my brother, he's a uh, he's big bass fisherman, and I learned a lot of things from him on how to um, you're coming at it as if you're fishing for something, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at everything's like a pattern. You figure out. Every horn you find, why was this here? And you put this puzzle piece together. Was he on south face? Was he on this? Was it near water? Was it in big timber? Was it in an opening? What was the, you know, like just today, I was in a spot that looked premier, Mm -hmm. super good. Everything was right. And I was like, what is different? What is different? What is different? I felt like I was casting to lily pads (laughs) and I'd been catching them all day on lily pads. And I moved to these lily pads and I'm casting and there's nothing here. And I'm like, why is there no fish here? But there was fish over there. And then you start looking around and like, well, wait a second. I'm 20 feet off the shore versus before I was 30 feet off the shore. Okay. So you got to start finding like what was different, what was different. And what I found was like there was no buck brush or white thorn or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, was that with their cane on? Well, in that place, that seemed to be the only difference I could find. Huh. So you're, because I, I, I've heard guys say you want to hunt like, the areas where it transitions, where the horns catch on the brush. It's like, okay, I've seen them laying in the roads. Um, like I said, I've ran across them while hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like random. And granted, I've never gone to the depths that you have for actually like dissecting it. Like I never even yeah. thought about it like that. It's like, oh, sweet, there's, there's a shed here. He probably yeah. uses this trail, and that's where he lost it. You know, like yeah. Um, so there's a lot more actually methodical. I guess strategy going into it. There is, there is some strategy, but there's like, you can't, you can't hike too much also, Mm. but you kind of got to decide or you just kind of kind of know, are you looking for those true Western Oregon blacktail that probably have a home range? That's the size of a clear cut. Mm -hmm. If you see a buck there, most likely he's probably going to be in that general area for his entire life in this little one square mile spot. Now, if that's the case, then 
you would think, oh man, I saw a buck. I'll go find his horns. It's still you're looking in like waist deep brush. It's a needle in like, a haystack. My my really good friend is a timber faller mm-hmm. as profession. He shed hunts. He hunts deer and elk. And in one trip down south with me, in my Cascade spots that I like to go, he doubled his lifetime total of sheds. <laughs> really. And he lives in the woods, hunts in the woods, and works in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But he's in the the brush. Huh. You just It's just they're invisible because they're buried. So tell me what makes that spot that you just talked about so good. Um, there's – so different areas have different things that I key on. I have one spot that's like this – X elevation is awesome. Mm-hmm. If I go to the next spot, that elevation is way too high. I have to go a full thousand feet lower. And that's just trial and error until I find kind of basically which drainage they use. But I'm also usually in the Cascades looking for bucks that migrate to some degree. So they're getting pushed by snow somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you talk to a biologist, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we have a buck that he migrates every year. He's on collar. Right. And he traveled 60 miles, and he passed up three known wintering areas. And I think that every deer is like a person. They're not 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 exactly like that, but every deer has a personality where some may, I don't care. I'm going to go here, and this is where I winter every year. Yeah. Some deer are like, well, forget that snow. I don't care how deep it is. I'm staying. Yeah. Everyone kind of has their own little deal, I guess. So to pigeonhole them all is they all do this. It's not it's not really fair. Right. You kind of got to figure out each little area and dissect it because like bass fishing, what works on one lake, year after year, go to the next lake that's five miles down the road, everything looks the same. Those fish just do something different. Hmm. That that is it's kind of you could do that with bears. I mean, you each do one it. has their own personality, yes. their own preferences. And so you kind of just work your area and dissect your area until you figure out what works in that spot. So for my spots, a few things that I do key on is elevation. Mm -hmm. Um, I look for some sort of water, whether it's a spring, because at the time that they should be dropping, sometimes it could be totally froze up. You know, you might have two weeks straight where it didn't get above freezing. Yeah. So if they don't have flowing, moving water, because everything's froze, then you got to have something, some sort of spring, unless they just want to eat ice. Or it's close to the river. Right. But a lot of times in the Cascades, they're like way up on some gnarly place that there's, the river's way down there. So they, lots of times, if there's a spring nearby, mm-hmm. um, I don't tend to find very many horns in like meadows, like what everybody thinks. I'll just look in the meadows. Yeah. I'll look at them. But I think that my opinion is since deer are browsers and elk are grazers, that elk are a bigger animal, they need to feed more. So they're out in those meadows more often. So deer don't need to eat as much. A buck, I think, is bedded more often than not to kind of hunker down waiting through the winter. Mm -hmm. So I find more horns in like their bedding areas adjacent to those feeding areas. Hmm. Um, South face is kind of good to look for. Uh, if there's a saddle nearby where they can bad storms plow on them on this side, mm-hmm. they can cross through and they can get on the leeward side real quick if they want to. Hmm. So I just, basically every horn I find, I'm like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. And if one deer liked this spot, another deer might like this spot too. How can I replicate this on the next spot? 
That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you're you're going about it in a way more like legit hunting mm-hmm. way. Like I when I go, I'm like, I'm just gonna you know, like I've never gone, but if I went, I'd be like, I'm just gonna go like for that spot where I saw those bulls and there's a ton of them there. Um, I'm just gonna hike around and try and get lucky. There'd be yeah. literally no methodical way. And, and there's times where <clears throat> where that works, where yeah. you're just like, Man, I was just tromping around and yeah found one well there's also some area where we um where i grew up rifle hunting um and since my dad was a kid we my family's been hunting this spot for you know 60 something years uh, probably more than that the same exact area and then so my like i remember when i was a kid going over there my dad's like oh yeah you know this is where the elk dropped their antlers and it was like this big flat and we're mm-hmm. talking like a football field maybe two football fields yeah in the middle of the freaking desert and i was like well, that's pretty cool. And so we hunted over there one day, and we ended up finding like five or six uh, mm-hmm. uh, sheds. And then uh, fast forward, you know, I don't know, 10 years, uh, I bring my hunting partner over there with my dad. And, and, you know, I've been telling him like, hey, you know, I could, I bet we find an elk shed if you really wanted to look for one while we're hunting. We could find yeah. an elk shed. And so the day before the season, um, we're, we're looking for bucks. And uh, I'm like, you know, we saw, we saw some sheds here one time. And then so he's not really looking for deer anymore. He's looking yeah. for sheds. And these ones are like, you know, they're bleach white. They're yeah. middle of nowhere sheds. And That's then, a good sign. I mean, nobody been there. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he, 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 it took him maybe 20 minutes. He found a shed right below some rim rock mm-hmm. and he, uh, he, he beat me to it. Cause I was going to try and steal it from him. Just, I didn't care, but I thought it'd be funny just to take it from him. So, um, he got that shed. It was, I think it was like a five or six point, but, uh, and then we went there one year for fun. Um, we were a few days before season and no one goes in there, um, until deer season and this trailer, uh, like a legit four to six foot trailer, fold up to like four foot tall to the brim elk sheds it was like they got all the elk sheds and i was like holy crap like maybe this is like a shedding area or whatever and and uh so there obviously there is something to it like you're saying certain spots but i've never really put that much thought into it i guess and And that's and that's it, it is in a way a whole lot easier when you're dealing with mule deer or rockies that have yeah. like a wintering area and that's where like the Cascades, which is where I like, because I like big Cascade blacktail. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely have wintering areas, and not as much like hundreds and thousands and big herds, but they have spots that they winter, and there's spots that they don't, which is why you can hike and hike and hike and hike and hike, and you might stumble on a stray, but you're not going to come into like that little keg up of like, oh man, here's a horn, and oh man, here's a horn. Here's one, and pretty yeah. soon in the footprint of your house, you found 10. <laughs> that's what it'll huh. be like. Now, the guys that I have respect for is the guys that are true coastal rainforest jungle guys, mm-hmm. and the day that they can find four or five, I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah. I don't know how you're doing that, but you're doing it good because I, yeah. I can't do that. The Cascades is like, uh, if I'm pushing 10, that's really good. In if, one day? In one day. If I break 10, it's like, that's a really good day. God. But I know guys that used to do it back before shed hunting was the thing. Yeah. And they're like, if I didn't break 10, I was that was a crappy day. You're kidding me. No. So literally, there is something to this. It's yeah. not just like, I'm going to make an educated guess. I mean, you were finding 10 sheds on a good day. Yeah. That's insane. How many have you found this year? Um, I'm... 
Has it been a good year? I'm at 67, <laughs> 65, somewhere in there. Really? Last I counted, it was 55, so I'm trying to count the extras past that. Do you sell them? No. <laughs> well, that's not true. A- I sold my first sheds this year, and it was like I had a whole, I had a toolbox that you put yeah. on the back of your truck mm-hmm. that was jam-packed full of just like junk and chalk and junk, and it was just taking up space. And so my dad's like, hey, I'm going to sell some of my sheds. Do you want me to throw yours in with them? And I was like, mm. yes. Because they're <laughs> just like, they weren't even good, like, art quality to give to really? somebody to do anything with. Any big one? Like, you got to find some stud bucks out of 50, 60 sheds. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I got some really good ones this year. Really? What's your what's your biggest, have you found matching sets? Yeah. What's your biggest matching set you found? Uh, Well. And we're, keep, we're, keep, we're, we're talking Cascade Blacktail. Right? Yeah, you're okay. talking score-wise? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I found a buck that I don't know what the score was, but I found a buck that was like really cool and he was palmated and he had mm-hmm. extras and I'm like, oh, this buck's sweet. <laughs> and it was like two or three years later, my buddy found a, a buck that was way bigger than that. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, I have a shed from that buck when he was younger. Really? Like 100% I knew it. And so we have pictures of him like side by side, the blood veins in the backs, the same, everything. Then... I was determined, like, I'm going to find the match to that big side. Mm -hmm. And so I drew a line in my brain from where I found the younger version of him and where he found the huge version of him. And I just kind of, like, back and forth, zigzag, crisscrossed everywhere in between those two points. Because in my brain, I was like, well, he travels this at some point. Obviously, there's years difference, but Mm -hmm. at some point, he makes this route. This is where he travels through. And whether he's going up or going down, whatever he's doing with the weather, this is his area, and this is his – I got – I got two points of, of, of interest mm-hmm. and I'm going to look in between and I finally zigzagged through, zigzagged through and I'm looking, looking, looking and all of a sudden I was bending down, tying my shoe one day and I just <laughs> looked up and I saw this big base just sticking up like 30, 40 yards down the hill from me. Oh. And even at that distance, as soon as I saw it, cause I'm such a horn nerd, I was like, <laughs> Oh, I think I know which buck that's from. Like, please, <laughs> please, please. Just cause I could tell uh, he had this real distinct, he didn't have all those scrambled eggs looking like bumps on the bases yeah he was real smooth huh and you could just see this big shiny smooth base up to this big old huge pedicle and i was like man i please please be him and i went down there and it was oh wow and so that's actually my biggest horn and i had to give it away because oh. he found the first side but he goes like one right at 160 holy crap yeah yeah Are you and gonna then, go try and kill that buck someday uh he's long dead now oh is he yeah huh. it was that's been I a one sixty black tail. That's nuts. Yeah, that's got to be some sort of record. Nah, there's <laughs> there's there's bucks way bigger than that that nobody will ever even see. Like, really, I for, for every big buck you see, there's probably ten that just live their life and nobody knows about them. Yeah, well, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, so what? It's funny. You, my my biggest my biggest shed I gave away, yeah. and my biggest three point I've given away. That was just my buddy always like oohed and awed over it. And finally I was like, dude, just take it. I'm tired of you like gawking at it when you come over. Just You can have it. And yeah. Uh, so if you find a stud shed and it's the first time you've ever seen that shed or anything mm-hmm. and you want to find his pair, how often and what do you do? Um, so if, if they're laying, if they're not laying side by side, automatically your chances go way down. Okay. Usually... The other side should be within a few hundred yards if he's in his area. 
because he's just still a huge area though yeah it is especially in oregon where everything's brushy yeah or steep i mean now if you are in like where they winter and then you have your migration area and if he was moving and he just threw one side off good luck good luck Hmm. because the other one could be four miles away (laughs) where he's actually going really because they could be usually it's within a day or so should be but it can be like a week that they'll just carry one horn Dude, that's crazy. Because the one horn came off early because he was like, oh, a cougar, and he jumped and it fell or whatever. Yeah. Whoever, you know, yeah. random things that happened in the woods. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, I never knew so much went into uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, the only rosy, rosy shed I found was a spike, and I was so pumped. And it was like 12 inches long, and it was a spike, and it was in the middle of a road. <laughs> yeah, I found – I found – I don't, like I say, I don't find very many elk horns, but I did find a giant Roosevelt last year that had a 52 inch main bee. Holy crap. That yeah. is a giant. Yeah. He was big. Jesus. Did you a uh, five, six pointer? He was a seven. Really? Did mm-hmm. you get that measured at all? Uh, I just, I measured the main beam and that was it. Really? That's like, pretty cool. As much of a horn nerd as I am and score wise, I uh-huh. used to like for Christmas, all I would ask for is like Boone and Crockett record books. I could list off in my <laughs> s- silly brain the records and the score for almost everything and where they're from and the guy that killed it. And I just know all this weird jeopardy trivia that Mm, no one would ever, no one needs to know really, (laughs) you know? Um, but I stopped kind of getting as much into that as like, what's the score? Um, just because like I said, in Michael's perfect world, we'd score things differently. I think it's silly that we score the air in between for the spread. Yeah, it is. It is. It is so silly. his horns grew straight up, or his horns grew out, and out's bigger than the one that grew up. Yeah, that also doesn't make sense. Why we why we deduct? Yeah, a horn. Uh, if he grew it, they let him give him it. score. Nets yeah. are for fish. Yeah, I would say nets are for freaking fish. Yeah. Yep. So I, if we had uh, Michael's score system, we would have <laughs> gross score, no spread credit. Yeah. All the Mulder guys would be all up in arms about that. No, oh, anybody with a wide rack. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm like well, you're scoring the air. What, yeah. what, why? Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. I don't know. And I've also liked the idea of, of um, this water displacement, dunking yeah. in water, and then mm-hmm. you're getting the exact amount. Mm-hmm. And I think but, that's fair. But even that, you could really go all super horn nerd about it because I have horns that are like super dense and mm-hmm. like really, really heavy. And ones that are like almost feel like foam. They're like floaty mm. because they're like hollow. So obviously the one that's, puffy feeling kind of for lack of better words it would displace more water hmm. but the other one's just like a feels like a brick in your hand really? like there's more bone in that one yeah so did it, which one actually grew more that's a good point yeah one's more denser there's, there's there's no real right or wrong and at some point it's just like yeah does it really matter i don't know if i've ever entered anything in the record books the only thing is with the i just don't the, care with the spread is like well if it doesn't matter if they don't spread credit on an antelope uh-huh why do they do it on deer? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I like knowing like what my what my bucks and bulls score just for my own. You know, like I'm just curious. Yeah. You know? But I, I've never entered. Yeah, anything. I do. I do too. And I'm real nerd when it comes to score. In yeah. some ways, I've never scored that buck. I've never scored that buck. But I've, I, I, I'm more. I just don't score as much. Maybe it's because I don't kill anything anymore. That's why. <laughs> that's why I don't score my stuff. So I guess do you. Do you not spring bear hunt then? I do. I do. This year is the first, well, last year I didn't do as much because I was living down with Sage, which is weird because he shed hunts <laughs> a ton. 
Um, yeah. But I it seemed like my schedule with work and then his schedule was – we just didn't line up where we – I think we only bear hunt like once or twice together. Mm-hmm. Like I was on one of his uh, – I think when David killed a, a bear and I was there for that. And I think me and Sage went out once, just me and him. And other than that, I didn't really get to go a lot with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he think he's just too cool for me. <laughs> but I do get a hard time about from guys that are like, dude, it's bear season. What are you doing? Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I see lots of bears when I'm shit hunting. And I know lots of places where there is bears. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've shot lots of bears. Um, well, I wouldn't say lots. It sounds like I'm bragging now. But <laughs> I've killed I've killed. I think three with a rifle and three with a bow. That's plenty. And maybe, maybe more. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, it's like bears are one of those things. It's like, it's the most fun thing to hunt because you can kind of be lazy about it. Yeah. It's like bears don't get up early, so I'm not getting up early. Right. You can kind of hang out and camp, get up. And it's like, all that really matters is like the last hour of daylight <laughs> to some, to some degree. Right. 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 Um, so it's, it's some of the most fun hunting, but I just am such a horn nerd. I'm like, all that matters is the last week into bear season. Like I can shit on all the way up to there, <laughs> but this year my daughter turned nine. And so I promised her on the mentored youth that she could fill my tag. Oh, that's cool. And so this year did like this weekend here, I'm down shed hunting and I was like, I should really take my bow. Uh, I should really take my bow. And then I was like, well, I promised Easton I wouldn't shoot her bear. Let's get, <laughs> it's become her bear. So I told her, uh-huh. I was like, I'm not taking my rifle. I'm not taking my bow kid. I'm going to, I'll just shed hunt, and of course, mm. the first road I start walking has got like huge bear pile, really? huge bear pile, and I'm like, awesome! I'm gonna see just like a giant, giant right in the road, and he's just gonna be laying on his belly, like scratching himself, like shoot me, and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> dang it! But yeah, well, it's it's been a kind of a hard season this year for us. We finally had one good day, but um, yeah, we've we've I've. I've uh, hit it really hard this year, and, and uh, Sage is even having a hard year this yeah, year. Yeah, that's I called him because I was like, man, we need to get down. I was like, I'll bring, I'll bring Easton. You bring Little Sage, and mm-hmm. you know they're same age. They can get along and hang out that way. They can have yeah. their kid time, and me and you will hang out, and we'll collab on a video. Yeah, and it'll be awesome. Yeah, you know, and Easton was determined that she was going to shoot a bear with her bow. Oh, really? I'm like. That video is going viral if you get good footage of a nine-year-old shooting a bear. Oh, absolutely. And then she wasn't quite strong enough to pull the poundage to be. So I'm like, sorry, kid, you're going to have to use a rifle. And she yeah. was like super bummed. It was like she felt like she was cheating because she used a rifle. And I had to tell her like, you know, that's that's nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong nothing with Nothing wrong with, with rifle hunting, you yeah. know. She was just so dead set. I'm like, Daddy kills a bear with a bow. I want one too. <laughs> have, you, have you done spring bear with a bow? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to get that done for two years now. I've got, I've shot two bear, two spring bear with a bow and one fall bear. The fall bear was like I was making a stock on the mule deer, and all of a sudden he got up and walked off, and I was like, what are you doing? And then the bear walked by, <laughs> and I was like, dang it, I'm going to get you. And so I followed him down this trail, and I killed it. <laughs> so now You killed quite quite a bear uh, you were telling me about earlier, um, the big one. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a awesome weekend. So we had that season, I saw 21 bears. And that's just weekends that I had to go, mm-hmm. uh, which that's good for some people. And there's other people that would laugh at that number. But I'm it, happy with that. That was good for me. What was cool about that is there was 10 of those were black and 11 were color phase. So I was like, this is uh, awesome. You must have been hunting east or down south. Then. I couldn't remember really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't recall. <laughs> I can't remember. I was in the southwest unit. I will say that. That's, that's you know, I was I was legal. I was hunting where I was supposed to. Um 
but yeah, so our our tactic there is for archery, anyways, is um, we go where there's lots of meadows. So I mean, if you common sense will tell you, kind of where there's some meadows that are higher and it's green. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the clear cuts. I'm I've shot bears out of the clear cut with rifle, and I'm not against that. It's just um, it's way more fun for me to sneak around and shoot them with a bow. Yeah, I might have to get uh, with you here one of these years, and, and you can teach me your ways because it's been a uh, last year I tried with a bow. This year I tried with a bow, and I say I passed up a couple with my bow this year. Yeah, just not taking opportunities at very, uh, yeah. in my opinion, a very high percentage stock. It would have been an yeah. easy stock, but uh, just too small. Eighty pound bear. I'm not yeah. going to shoot an eighty pound bear. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I shot a little one a, a few years ago, and I just felt bad. I was like, yeah. My very first bear, very first bear ever with a rifle was one of those that was kind of made you. It was small. Yeah. He was a legal boar, totally low oh, yeah. boar, all legal yeah. beagle. Just I got down to it, and I was just like, I'm going to really think. This is way back, like, right out of high school. And I was like, I'm just made a distinct decision in my head that yep. I'm not going to do that again. I mean, we held him up <laughs> by his front paws yeah. while we were taking his guts out. And, I mean, it was just not. I've seen a few of, the, a few of those on Facebook. I don't, and, you know, people are like, man, these things are hard to judge, and they're holding up a 70-pound bear. I'm like, hey, you know what? That's part of learning. A bear is a bear at the end of the day. Granted, you know, people are – I think they try and make that same decision. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, the ones that do that are probably and new, and they don't take their time. They are really hard to judge, and um, there's a lot of th- ways that you can – uh, get better at that. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, that'd be a whole other conversation on just <laughs> how to field judge bears. And I, I'm not perfect at it, <clears throat> but it is a good argument for like why baiting and hunting with dogs is better or is, is useful because you're definitely getting a good look at what you're shooting. Oh yeah. Versus, you know, versus like clear cut. Oh, he's at 800 yards. I got yeah. this long range thing dialed in. Like, oh, he looks big and you shoot him and you get yeah. over there and he's not. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I, I'll walk across the coals right now for this one. I, I wish they'd bring baiting to Oregon just to, I mean, like, even if it's once every five years, yeah. just to keep the population yeah. in, in check a little bit yeah. better. But I want to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I just love being in, in the presence of a bear, just yeah. close. You know, like, I, I guarantee you, I can remember vividly being within 10 yards of a bear oh, yeah. versus being 800 yards of the bear. And then if I had a tree stand and I, I could just watch them, I wouldn't even yeah. have to bring a bow. I, I could well, be What people don't as... realize is how much more actual work goes into baiting a bear. Hmm. It, baiting a bear, like, oh, well, you were just shooting him while he's trying to eat a jelly basket. Like, <laughs> no, it's not just Yogi out there eating yeah. picnic baskets and donuts and you just shot him while he's eating a meal. Right. It's like all those meals were in like drums of yeah. food that you have to pack down into this place and keep it supplied with food. Yeah. And then you still have to sit there and you have to make <laughs> sure the wind's right. And then you still want to, okay, now you have bears coming in because mm-hmm. you've done all your back work. That's tons of work. It's like everybody wants to bash baiting blacktail from a tree stand. Same thing. Mm. It's like that is so much, that starts springtime now mm. and you start getting that spot ready. So you've done six months worth of work. Of getting that spot yeah. dialed, I wouldn't mind trying to. Uh, to I just want to, you know, I I actually kind of actually kind of made a goal, and I haven't committed to it yet. Um, depends if I draw the tag I'm going for this year, uh, of of shooting, trying different styles of hunting. Mm-hmm. And I like I got this really fancy blind for Christmas. Yeah, 
and I swear to God, it could serve as a wall tent. It's big. Yeah. Um, it's nice. And uh, I just want to shoot one out of a blind, you know? Yeah. Like, I've never done that. And then I want to get a tree stand. I want to try tree stand hunting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of experience it all. And I'm not above bait, you know? Would I be more proud of a spot in stock? Yes. I, yeah. w- I would be. That's my favorite method. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect for, you know, the South Coxes of the world. That Oh, yeah. You know, I have... Way more respect for that, but there's also one hell of a work ethic that goes in because I, I follow the uh, Idaho Bear Hunters page mm-hmm. and, and just seeing all the shit that goes with with bait uh, baiting and then getting in bait wars with another hunter that yeah. gets it too close to yeah, you, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole can of worms, man. Yeah. Like I am not jealous of that, but yeah, I used to be. I mean, <laughs> not used to be, but I, I definitely would. Uh, you know, a buck on the wall that I baited in and a buck on the wall that I stalked in. There's something to to say for like I snuck in on his yes I beat him I beat him yeah but the same thing like I've I thought completely like that until I sat in a tree mm. and sat in a tree and sat in a tree and sat in a tree and my buddy's like dude I'm I'm just a camera guy I'm not even hunting uh-huh. and he's like dude I've never sat here and not seen a at least a deer walk by really we sat for four days straight and didn't see nothing but a pack of raccoons and a, we had a bobcat come by really that was it and he's like, dude, like, what, what, like, I, I, something's wrong. Like, it, maybe it's just you, you know? And I'm like, what the hell? What am I doing? Do I stink? Like, come on. And then uh, finally, when we shot, or he shot a buck, it was just like he appeared. Like, it was, uh, if you've seen the movie Jurassic Park, the first one. <laughs> yes. Where the goat in the cage. Yeah. That she's like, what happened to the goat? Yeah. That just <laughs> up out of the ground. Yeah. That's how that buck appeared. Really? He There was an open spot. There was no trip. We could not have missed him. Huh. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting here trying not to doze <laughs> off, and I hear Jay just like dink, make the slightest noise, and Jay doesn't make noise in the tree stand. Jay won't even, he gets annoyed when I'm like, hey, Jay, like, do you got a candy bar? <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's just like a statue up there, which is why he does so good. He's just mm-hmm. like... So often I hear Jay make a noise. I'm like, Jay doesn't ever make noise. And I swing my head and this buck's just there. You can see 30 yards in every direction. Like, how did he get there? And in my brain, I'd already had the camera set. Like, that's where I think that buck needs to die. Mm -hmm. So I just went, boop, turned the camera on. (laughs) I had enough time to like, oh yeah, it's on thwack. And Jay just smoked it. (laughs) So I'm like, that was my first, that was the first deer that I'd ever seen from a tree stand. Really? Jay killed it. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Is he the one that killed that big Blacktail this year? Yes. Um, that was a stud buck. Huge. Yeah. He had history with that buck, yep. too. I, I the, the one that I filmed, uh, he named Sweeper, and he had history with that one, too. Really? We sat in the tree stand and looked at trail cam pictures of that buck that morning, and he's like, either this buck or this other buck named Gaps. And, yeah. Is Gaps the one he killed this year? Yes. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, because uh, it, it's it's weird when you have history with a uh, with an animal. It, it almost I feel bad for it because it like you, you have eyes for that animal now. Yeah, like there's something that draws you when you get beat by something. Mm-hmm. And I I almost feel bad saying getting beat or I beat that buck because it's not a game. Yeah, but at the same time you are beating him at his own game. Yeah, and you're on that same level or you outsmarted him because you did the work and you knew this was going to happen or that was going to happen. If this happened, you beat him. I mean, you, you were a good enough diligent hunter to, to win yeah. in, in that. And so with him, it was kind of cool. And, and I don't know him from Adam, but you, you have history with him. Yeah. We can get into that here is, uh, um, I love seeing guys win like that. Yeah. I mean, he earned it. 
Yeah, he definitely put in, I mean, uh, every I time even, I would get a hold of him or talk to him or call him, he was like packing apples or setting his tree stands mm-hmm. or setting trail cameras or checking. I mean, it was like nonstop all summer long. Mm-hmm. He put in a ton of work. And then he sat and sat and sat for gaps for sweeper. That was early season. So he hadn't had, I think he, that was like his second day in the stand, I think, or something. And the first day, like his son killed a buck. Uh. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, sometimes it just, his early season buck happened quick, but gaps, he sat and sat and sat and sat and sat, if I remember right. Hmm. Um, yeah, he definitely had a lot of history with the bucks, but he works hard for him. And yeah, so like I said, if you want figure that out, he's the, he's the tree stand guy. Uh. He's the tree stand guy. Well, the tree stands wasn't, I, I want to say it wasn't very popular probably 10 to 15 years ago for Blacktail. And I, it's still not even that popular. No, I, it really isn't as far as like what you want to consider yeah. popular. I mean, there's well, some guys doing it. Um, success. I, I, I find the guys that are killing Blacktails, the biggest Blacktails consistently are doing it out of tree stands. Yeah. Uh, from what I see. Um, or you got like the uh, Chris uh, Pasqua, Pasqua yeah. doing out of a ground blind, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah. you know, that guy's got a lot of commitment and a lot of time on his hands to do yeah, that he stuff just, too. Same thing when he killed daddy, it was like, I mean, I don't, I don't know Chris personally, Neither but do uh, I. we've, we've talked on the interweb here and there. And, and from what I gather, he's like the coolest, nicest dude. And he's offered help for me for, mm-hmm. um, certain things and trail cameras. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's went out of his way at a certain time when I needed some help and he went out of his way without me even asking to help me. And so I have nothing but good things to say about the guy. Yeah. Um, shout out to him. He runs the, uh, uh, is it September yet? Okay. So yeah, he's the, uh, is it September yet? Facebook page. And I'm sure he's got an Instagram too. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce or spell his last name, but it's Pascua. It's (laughs) something like that. Chris, I've never met you, but don't punch me in the nose, but I'm going to (laughs) guess at the spelling. I think it's P A S Q U E. Is it? I thought it was P A S. Maybe there's an A. <laughs> or I'll tag him. Google it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Chris Pasqua. Yeah, people are going to be like, okay, let's find this guy. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he's the guy to kill daddy and you're a dummy because you don't know who he is. That's fine. He's a somebody. Yeah. He, yeah. I, Super I nice follow guy. him and, and uh, he puts a lot of nice animals. But yeah, he, wor- he works too. hard. Same thing. He works yeah. really hard. Yeah. And does the tree, the, the trail camera thing and, and, yeah. and the, the blinds. and. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, hard work. It takes work for a blacktail. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's work. The years that I killed the best bucks are the years I put in the most work. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get luck, um, like that. The one you point out there on the stairwell, the velvet one. That was one I did work on. I knew I was there to kill him, mm-hmm. and uh, almost got almost got sidetracked by a bull that morning, but um, was able to f- stay focused and yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. just you know end up shooting the one I wanted. But so go go over because um, you've got a. Pretty cool background, man, with um, it's Benchmark Outdoors. Uh, yeah, I was with Benchmark Outdoors for three or four years, yeah. maybe, at least, maybe more. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's how kind of my official film career started. Like, I've always filmed and yeah. been interested in cameras. Back when I was like, Mom, I want a record book. I also, Mom, I want a camera. <laughs> and we would drive down to California, and I was sticking the camera out the window, taking pictures of Lake Shasta and Castle Crags and anything. I was just into photography and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I used to, with my brother, we would like, we had Mike and Matt's fishing adventures and <laughs> and full-on underwater cam where we would film the fish tank with catching fish out oh, of the fish really? tank. Just like, <laughs> oh, man, we were all into it. And we would edit it on Windows Movie Maker, and it was like hilarious. Uh-huh. And so then, and, and that graduated to like I was actually like editing 
better stuff, but I still wasn't showing anybody, but like, Hey brother, doesn't this look cool? You know? Yeah. And then, uh, Jared Faria contacted, well, he didn't contact me. There was a, if you want to be part of something, you know, kind of apply here. And I was like, man. And I was like, <laughs> ah, like this has gotta be hokey. Like I'm not doing that. And then my wife was like, well, just, what's it going to hurt? Like, just try. And so I contacted him and he actually called me and we talked for a long time. And then he's like, Hey, you want to be on the team? And so there was, um, I think five of us originally. And then the next year we had, we get added some more guys and there's some guys that came and went and there's benchmark outdoors still a thing, but I'm no longer affiliated with them. Um, but I would help them as yeah. much as I can. Like good blood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jay Corthels, he's still part of benchmark. I think he's the guy that's completely running it now. And, uh, I'm like, dude, any way I can help you any way you can help me. Like if you need a camera guy, if you need help editing back and forth, like we still work with each other. Hmm. But there, yeah, I met a lot of guys through Benchmark, and Benchmark was definitely where I was like, okay, what I edit now has to look legit because people might see this out there. Mm-hmm. I can't just make it hokey and be like, hey, brother, look at this. Ha, ha, ha. It's funny. It's got to <laughs> right. look professional, you know? Right. <clears throat> so you, uh, you, and I want to bring up a video because I, um, I, I knew about this and I completely forgot, but mm-hmm. the, uh, it was the two bowl and 10 minutes. Yeah, two and 10. <clears throat> That's probably one of the coolest elk videos little clips I've ever seen, yeah. uh, period. I mean, I'm not just saying that. It, yeah. and, and if you look at the views, a lot of people would agree. It's, yeah. I, I'll look it up as we're talking here, how many freaking views that video has. I, yeah. Actually, I don't even know where my phone's at. But <laughs> um, it's got a shit ton of views. Yeah. And uh, so I it think Austin Kincaid, speaking Austin, of uh, – Austin Kincaid. And then who else was the other shooter? Jay. Jay Corthels. Cor- yep. How do you pronounce his last Corthels. name? Corthels. Um, I want to say Corthals, but I know that's not right. So Corthels. Uh, in Austin, stick two bowls, and yeah. uh, you said you almost got a third. Yes. So That's pretty cool. <clears throat> I'll try to make this. I, I have a tendency to get very long-winded, so I'll try to make this a quick story. Yeah. But uh, we, you're filming that. Yes, That's I did film cool. that. So we, we drove over Eastern Oregon to go for this hunt. Uh-huh. We got there in the middle of the night, and we're like, okay, let's crash. Well, then it started pouring rain, so it was like a mad scramble to get out and like get our stuff dry because it was just still in the back of the truck. <laughs> also, we realized, man, it's starting to break daylight. Let's nobody slept. We're like, well, let's just go for a hunt. Just mm-hmm. it'll be a quick morning hunt. We'll just get it out of our system so we can say we did it, and we'll come back and we'll nap during the day. Yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna be sleeping through the morning, and we're all gonna like hate ourselves. Yeah. For that. So we did like this quote unquote quick hunt, you know, and. <clears throat> It was so quick that Jay brought his bow, Austin is packing a camera, and I'm packing a camera. Hmm. And so we had one bow. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. We get out of the truck, we <laughs> top this hill, we bugle. All of a sudden, there's like a bugle back. We're like, oh, man. What well, just turned into, like, it kept getting ramped up and ramped up until pretty soon we're on this point, and it's just like scream fest below us. Really? And we drop down in. Austin backs up, starts calling. Pretty soon, this bull comes sneaking in. Jay smokes him. Austin runs down, <laughs> high fives Jay. They switch release. Oh, you kidding me? Jay takes his release off, release off, gives it to Austin. Austin hooks in, knocks an arrow. Jay takes the bugle tube, <laughs> runs back, starts screaming. Another bull walks in. Meanwhile, I'm like cramping up in the camera, <laughs> like, "Cool guys, good job!" Like I'm just filming here. Another bull walks in. Austin smokes that bull. They both die. Jay's bull died in sight. Hmm. Austin's bull died just out of sight, but they're like 50 yards apart. You're kidding me? No. So now they're high-fiving again. There's still another bull screaming. 
<laughs> so they're like, give it to me, hooking. Well, I'm like <laughs> two or three inches taller than them. So uh-huh. I, now I'm like this bow. Their b- bows were identical. Oh. So the draw length was the same, everything. Maybe the peep was different. But other than that, like, wasn't much of a They adjustment. could shoot each other's yes, bows accurately. Yes, Yeah. So now me. I was wondering how that was working. I was like, I'm like <laughs> pushing six foot two. I, I go to draw back and I'm like way short so i'm like whatever it's the only bow we got we're gonna make it work yeah so we start sneaking in and i have now the herd bull mm. at 50 yards and he's back and forth and i could see him in the brush and i was at full draw a couple times but i couldn't shoot through this stuff and eventually he just figured it out and he left but we mm. were that close to shooting three that is insane yeah <clears throat> that's insane you know we've had opportunities like that where you know, we were working a bowl and then two or three others sneak in. And we're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. where'd you come from? And so I could totally see how that's happening. But yeah. they were all bugling and everything. Oh, man. It was just screaming left yeah. and right, left and right. Yeah. They're screaming and, and running around to the point that I was like, how much actually did we call them in or did they just wander past us? Yeah. Like, clearly we made it calm for them, for them to walk this way. Must have been a hot cow But they weren't like or something. Jay's bull was actually walking in huh. and was sneaking on us and kind of looking. Austin's bull walked with a bunch of cows and was just okay. following cows, kind of. But they're, you know, called in. Yeah. But none of them came in like screaming hot and like on stomped in on us. Yeah. But yeah, our calling definitely That's calmed crazy. that zone to make them come to us for That's sure. That's crazy. Yeah. What and it's called two and ten. Two and ten. And that's the name of the video, so if people want to go look at it on YouTube. I, I think so, and it's on Benchmark Outdoors, their Facebook page, I believe, still. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, we had it on Vimeo, and then we switched over to, to YouTube, and and yeah, that's where it is now. So, um, <coughs> and I, I don't, I mean, we can get into it and stuff here, but um, so you guys were putting out some pretty cool content. You know, you had a few sponsors and yeah. stuff, like Athens. We had Athens Archery. We were with Horn Hunter. I mean, we had Spot Hog. We were with Kuyu. We were with a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And things were looking good. And uh, it just, there was a plethora of reasons of why. Um, but I finally just stepped away because I was like, I just need to concentrate on me and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was more or less it. It's just I needed to work on my stuff. And there was a whole lot, I mean... Everybody, they, they all know. I mean, I'm not, I'm friends with all of them, so I'm not going to burn any bridges or anything. But at, at one point, there was just too many, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Yeah. And, uh, and it would have worked better like the born and raised outdoors guys. Yeah. They were friends first and then, hey, let's do this thing. Yeah. We were all guys from separate walks of life that came together and we all had our different ideas on which way we wanted to go, mm-hmm. what we wanted to do. Whether we wanted to be on TV, did we want to do DVD, did we want to go on the internet, do we need sponsors, do we not need sponsors, do we want this camo, do we want that camo, who's going to be the camera guy, who's shooting, what's going on. (laughs) Right. And everybody was just kind of this turmoil, and we had so much potential. And uh, and they still do. I mean, like I said, they're still good guys, and they're still hopefully going to be producing some good content soon. Yeah. Um, So you guys were close to getting on a TV. We had... had, um, different networks approach us and wanted us, you know, to be on their You want to buy this slot. Yes. And uh, that's when it gets into, like, we're not rich, so we can't just <laughs> pump that money right. out ourselves. So you have to have your sponsors. And then you have some guys that don't want those sponsors. And, you know, they look at us as, you're just pushing product. And it's like, well, we're not really pushing product, but at some point you have to play the game. And so sponsors are what gets you there. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's just part of the game to some degree. 
whether you want to like it or not, like pro staff guys, people want to get hated on, but it's like, they're just, they're just trying to get somewhere, you know, they have a goal and that's what they want to get to. And that's what they want to do. And if their goal is to be making money professionally in the outdoor industry yeah. through film, then you have to have sponsors to some degree. Um, and I think that some guys get bashed on like big name guys and this and that. Oh yeah. And I'm, my, my, my compass for looking at things is I might not like exactly what they're doing or how they're doing it, but are they doing anything wrong? Right. Are they bringing hunting to the masses in a good light? So there's big name guys. I'm not going to name anybody, but they're like, Oh yeah, those guys, blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're not doing anything wrong. They're getting more young hunters involved in a positive light. Right. So I'm like, how do you bash a guy that's doing that? He might not be doing it how you're going to do it, but he's doing it for the good reasons. Yeah. That's where I, that's how I look at it. Well, I look at it in, in bringing up pro staffers, and, and it seems like uh, within the last year I've seen kind of a switch because I'm online probably more than I should be. Uh -huh. I try and pay attention to shit and keep my pulse on the community and stuff like that. And, and it seems like and, – and maybe I just started noticing it more um, as I started working my way into kind of getting into the industry and – that's a thing. That's a word right there. Some guys don't like the word industry. Oh, that's a, it's a bad it's word. A hot tab industry, you know. Yeah. Pro staff, like, oh, you're pro staff. Yeah, and so pro staff is is kind of something that gets made fun of nowadays. Where, um, it, a few it seems like a few years ago, it was almost like a badge, a or, badge. A, or a legitimacy thing. Like, yeah. look at this. Check this out. I'm legit. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm pro staff for yeah. on point with Garrett Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even pro staff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then now it's like, those are the first guys to get made fun of. Oh, yeah. And you're full of shit probably. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's kind of weird how the, the, the community's turned that corner. And, yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of see it, you know, in my own head. I'm like, okay, if you're a pro staffer, I'm just going to say this. If you're a pro staffer and you're saying that your product is the best one out there on the market, but yet you've only shot that product or you never even yeah. started using that product until you were a pro staffer, yeah. you deserve to be made fun of. I mean, you're being, you're being, yeah. you're being what, what the cliche, you are the cliche, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, um, I, I feel bad because they have good intentions. I, I don't even know if that's good intentions. If you're saying, oh, your shit's the best, well, what do you like about it? I don't know. I haven't used it yet, but I know your shit's the best. I'm like, yeah. how's that add up? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have, I mean, just pick a product randomly off the top of your head for conversation's sake. Uh, Vortex. Okay, Vortex Optics. I have We're it right use there it. on my gun safe. Perfect. <laughs> so, if, if I'm going to be all of a sudden, I'm pro staff Vortex, I don't yeah. even... Currently, do not own a single thing Vortex. Yeah. Never, never have. I'm I own not quite a, a bit. I'm not against them. Yeah. I'm just, I'm. Yeah. Well, I got old, Leap, I'm old school. Below. I use whatever I have from forever ago. Okay. Uh, which is all needs to be replaced and it's all busted, but that's another <laughs> thing. Yeah. So say Vortex comes to me and says, hey, Michael, your uh, your YouTube channel, Ragged Ridge, it's doing real good. Uh, we'd like to sponsor you. Mm-hmm. We're going to send you some binoculars. Mm -hmm. We're going to send you a nice scope for a rifle that you're going to put on. We're going to send you a rangefinder, which, by the way, I don't own because I backed over mine with my truck and smashed yeah. it. Since then, I don't have one. The Vortex ones? or No, I had a I had yeah. an old Nikon one that was uh, sitting on my bumper, and I drove away, and it fell off, and I yeah. smashed it in the driveway. You won't see me, unless unless Vortex ups their game on their Vortex rangefinders, you won't see me own a Vortex rangefinder. But 
That's the gear nerd, gear nerd coming out of me. <clears throat> so up your game, Vortex. Back your to Vortex. Finder. So Vortex calls me and says, "Hey, Michael, we're going to send you rangefinder. We're going to send you binoculars, okay. a spotting scope. We're going to send you some stuff, and all we want you to do is to use our stuff in your videos. And if you want to plug us here and there and say something about Vortex, that's fine. But all you got to do is just use the stuff. Okay. Right? Would I be wrong to be like, well, I've never used Vortex? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Vortex, I can't be affiliated with you because I really have no background with you. Right. Or would I just be like, well, shoot, I got somebody giving me some stuff that's probably better than what I have. I don't honestly know. I know my stuff's old and crappy. Mm -hmm. I probably, me personally, would be like, thank you, Vortex. I would be obliged to represent you the best I could. Yeah. But there's a group of people out there that would bash me. Oh, yeah, Michael's Vortex now. He's all Vortex, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, there's a difference. There's a difference, though, isn't there? I mean, because they are approaching you, Mm -hmm. right? And... You're not going to them saying, I believe you guys got the best shit, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to tout that on the world, even though I have never looked through a piece of your equipment. Immediately, um, I start shooting FMJs. FMJs are the best error I've ever had. Like, I don't know. There's, there's a difference yeah. between that and then somebody just trying to get on so, a pro So, what if a company comes to you yeah. that you know is better than what you're using, yeah. but you've never been able to afford it? Yeah. And you say for, let's say, Kufaru, that's the big expensive pack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I wrong by saying that? I, that's a very – that, Stone Glacier, or XL. I, I can't afford any of those. Okay. I'm, I'm using like, hey, uh, son, that's five. Can I borrow <laughs> your school backpack to go pick up sheds? Hey, give me that Jensen bag. Exactly. Like, <laughs> can I use that? Jenna, can I use your gym bag? For, yeah. You know, thanks, babe. Yeah. Like, whatever I can find, right? Yeah. So – if I was to call Kufaru and be like, hey, I think your stuff's the best. Right. I would love to represent you. That's whether they are or they're not mm-hmm. or any of those big companies. Mm-hmm. I've never used them. So I guess it just comes down to like. That's a good point. Stop bashing people for what they're doing. Just <laughs> you live your life and let that person do theirs. And if they're not doing anything terribly wrong, like leave right. them alone. I agree with that. I agree with that. But at the same time, <laughs> I do see why they do get bashed. I mean, it's like. It's like putting yourself out there with a target on your oh, back yeah. and just waiting for somebody. Yep. It's it's like we were talking baseball earlier. It's like trying to throw your fastball and just get it by the best yeah. batter, and then, God, you know, it goes back to like uh, <laughs> it goes back to like uh, Forrest Gump when he's like, "I use my Flexolite ping pong paddle. It's the best ping pong paddle yes, there yes, is." Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He's like a little bit of white lie. I never heard nobody that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're clearly and obviously <laughs> just pushing product. Yes, for the no, this just the sake of being on pro staff. Right, that's usually fairly obvious to people. Well, let's take Aaron Snyder for example. Okay, not sponsored by anybody. Very vocal about it, mm-hmm. and he gets guys that are sending him shit for free mm-hmm. just to test out. Yeah. So if I like, okay, so give me your Kafaru um, scenario. What I would say is I have no experience with your product. Number one, number two. I would be happy to take the product and test it. Yeah. And if I like it and it meets my standards, let's talk. If it doesn't, I'll send that shit back to you or I'll give it away for free. We'll do a giveaway out of it. Yeah. That's how I would approach mm-hmm. that. Um, I think 99% of people out there be like, dude, yes, whatever you want, Kafaru, I'll do it. You're the yeah. best shit ever. Yeah. Send it yes. to me. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between the, the, um, the masses and the guys that yeah. are, I'm and not going to say legit. So it probably goes back to our earlier conversation of what is pro staff. 
Yeah. Pro well, staff meaning you're getting a discount and you got some stuff. Right. Or That's pro a good staff point. meaning like now you're getting paid by them and yeah. once you're basically on payroll, you do yeah. as they say. And if they're saying, Garrett, we'll send you <laughs> this, but you have to do this. <laughs> and you're going right. to be like, yeah, but I kind of built my name on not doing that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because if, if we were talking earlier, like when you're how, talking about. How much money does that take to turn you into the flexo lap ping pong paddle guy? Exactly. If you pay me a million dollars, I will sell the shit out of chapstick. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Like, yeah. Because then I'll be free and I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But you were talking about benchmark and yeah. we had this conversation earlier because I'm like, I, I guess maybe I'm old school or I, I, and I'm wrong here, but. If somebody says they have a sponsor, the first thing I, I ask is, are you getting paid? Because if I'm sponsoring somebody, like if I'm going to sponsor uh, my kid's team, yeah, um, you're going to have to buy or give them something, I guess. So I, I guess I'm kind of actually proving myself wrong here. Because to me, a sponsor means I'm getting paid to do something. Yeah. I mean, and I, that's just not the industry anymore. Yeah. And uh, you and they're, I are, they're definitely moving away from that. They're definitely yeah. moving back towards like where well, you're going to be affiliated. Yeah. And we're affiliated with you. Yeah. And we're we're not really going to sponsor you. Right. We're going to be an affiliation because it's so much easier for them to drum up business from mm-hmm. influence or influencers on social media. Yeah. So if you got Bill Bob over here with two two K on his Instagram account versus Jimmy John. Mm-hmm. And he's got 2 million and 2 million Jimmy John's willing to just be like, yeah, I'll just, <laughs> you know, send me a bow. I'll shoot your bow. That's cool. Yes. People are going to see that. 2 million people, bam, right off the bat are going to see his stuff versus Bill Bob. It's over here like, hey, can I be on pro staff? Uh, you know, it, it, it's so much easier for for right. that to happen. So they're like, we don't have to pay these pro staffers anymore. That's exactly and whether I'm, it. I, and I'm just, I'm just, shooting from the hip on guessing because I honestly don't know. I don't have a dog in the fight on any of those businesses or right. anything. I'm just guessing. Like me as a business, why would I pay this person currently now when it's so much easier just to get some chump out there who has a big following to exactly. do it for free? And I think we'll, and we'll get into another part of the uh, podcast here in a second. But And that's – sorry to interrupt, but that's yeah. probably where a lot of that like pro staff bashing comes from is because these people are now – pro staff yeah and they've never done anything but just look cute and have a follower right you know <laughs> well and, it's and, uh it's like jason phelps i think he put it best when in a conversation with him about a year ago um he's like you know are you the elk hunter that has a picture of a bluegill yeah you know like <laughs> and you're hitting me up for bugles yeah come on brother yeah <laughs> phelps is a cool guy what are you he's doing nice. <laughs> um you know don't be the guy holding the bluegill yeah unless you're trying to become a professional bluegill fisherman you yeah. know if if uh, if somebody and granted you know no one has ever asked me to be first of all I don't have any opportunity for people it's just a one man show I don't I don't I'm not a product yeah really so there's no pro staff for OP but uh you know if somebody was coming to me for you know that I would I would say why would I do that if I can give a hat out and get way more exposure pretty yeah. much for free yeah. almost for free you know mm-hmm. hat costs what fourteen bucks to make whatever twelve fourteen bucks and so. I get why companies won't pay really. Yeah. I mean, they will, but you have to be pretty much huge and very established and have your shit together and you have to pencil out. You know, yeah. I've had one conversation with one company that I, you know, I showed them, Hey, you know, I pencil out and then they still didn't want to do it. So yeah, it's, it's a really tough um, industry to get in and get paid anymore. Yeah. So, you know, for my, 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 I don't want to get too into the weeds here, so I'm not looking for sponsors. I I don't care about that anymore. You know, a year ago when I was starting the podcast, I thought you know 
I thought that's what you had to, to do. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. There's too many different ways. To, you can make money on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. make money doing all sorts of other things. And it doesn't yeah. take out of anybody's pocket except YouTube. Yeah. And there and there's ways like like when we were with Benchmark, I was perfectly content with getting discounts on things. And even if those things I didn't even have the money half the time for the discounted price. Mm-hmm. Like later on the late end of, of Benchmark before um I stepped away to do Ragged Ridge, mm-hmm. we got sponsored by Botech. Oh wow. And they still are to this day sponsored by Botech, which basically just means hey, you know, you guys are putting out good content. We'll give you whatever X amount discount right. something on the bows so you guys can shoot these bows and people see that. And all the guys were all gung-ho, mostly because, like, we wanted to represent a local company. Mm. And uh, we were with Athens, and I love Athens, and I still shoot Athens because, and that's also part of the reason I had to step away from Benchmarkers, even at their discount, I couldn't afford the new Botech. Really? So I'm like, well, I can't even shoot that. So I guess I'm out of the video, back to being camera guy, you know. <laughs> so right. I w- but I was content with the sponsors more or less of just having that name that you could affiliate yourself with that help us grow as well. Yeah. Because in a way, people that look at your videos online, um, it helps you kind of be uh, this – standard of quality or whatever you want to call it. The people see that and they're like, oh, they're affiliated with Botech. Well, Botech's not just going to put their name out with any Joe Schmo, so they right. must be like legit. Uh, that's where I was more like content with. When we had Kuyu for a while, I was like, sweet. Kuyu's like awesome. Sitka, whatever, didn't, who didn't matter who it was. I was just like, well, it's better than like Walmart camo. Oh, hell yeah. We're just we're just looking at, we, we look official, you know. You got to look the part. Yeah. Yeah. And Kuyu actually at that point, I don't even know what it is anymore because I've totally, nobody sponsors Ragged Ridge. Um, I just totally <laughs> like step out on a limb and it's like, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to do my own I'll thing. I'll tell you what, I will sponsor you for with a hat. Yes. Since you um, sponsored me with a hunt tag. Hunt, yes. Hunt tag. We'll yes. be on each other's pro so, staff. <laughs> possibly, hopefully, I have those people knocking on my door soon. They're like, "Hey, I pencil out. You need to sponsor me for hunt tag. <laughs> I demand. Yeah, five hundred dollars. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I should think deeper on these on these what ifs <laughs> because hopefully I'll be in that in that situation soon. Yeah. Well, so speaking of hunt tag here, uh, in perfect segue. Yes. That's how good this podcast is getting natural Bam. natural segues. Um, is your hunt tag company, which you started, I believe this year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what I like about, honestly, not even has to do with the product has to do more with, with you is how freaking fast you came out with a product that you saw coming out ahead of time. That was going to be a need. Yeah. And so kudos to you, first of all, mad respect because that shit happened quick. Yeah. And so, the laws were made with the new tagging system. I didn't even I didn't even fully understand it until about two months ago, mm-hmm. when Carrie's like Carrie uh, P uh, from yeah. Chasing Moby Crew, super good dude. Yeah, he's like, hey, you want me to send you one, dude? Because these Carrie are pretty P. cool. Uh, I think that's his name. It is. It's his Instagram name, Carrie Poulier. <laughs> is that it? I think that's how you say it, dude. If you want to talk about if Carrie I know P. somebody, use their Instagram handle. <laughs> time out i have to tell a funny story yes so new to grants pass i met sage <laughs> at film school i'm living in sage's garage meet carrie p hey man what's up awesome dude you're cool we're friends now right on 
Later, I'm in town. I go to the barbershop to get a haircut. Uh-huh. I see Carrie P sitting in the chair. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Dude looks at me like I'm from Mars. And I'm uh, like, are you coming over later? And he's like, just still staring at me. <laughs> Carrie P has a twin brother. <laughs> I, I had no idea. And I'm sitting there like, just like, come on, man. Like That's hilarious. Two nights ago, you were at the house. Like, Anyways, <laughs> rabbit trail, sorry. What's his brother's name? Um, I would have to think because I've actually, I don't even know if I've met him. I'm friends with him on Instagram. Same here. Um, I've met them both and I feel bad. Carrie's brother, I'm sorry. Uh, for even identifying you as Carrie's brother, I'm sorry. I would have to think for a second. Um, that's that's pretty funny, yeah. I want to say they rhyme. Their names rhyme. Terry? No. If you said it, I would know. Okay, it's not Terry. Anyways, sorry, Carrie. And sorry, <laughs> Carrie's brother. That I just totally just dishonored your family. Oh, just my gosh, yeah. They're going to drive up from Grant's Pass and kick my ass. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're both, uh, you know... Thank you for your service for both of you because they're uh, – Yes, they are. Yeah. And I think they're still active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool guys. One of them already filled – I think Kerry filled his tag already, bear tag. Yes. Um, so cool guys. They were one of the first ones to send us a picture with the hunt tag. Really? Hanging from the bear's ear, yep. Mm, you know, if I would have had it a month ago, I could have did it with a turkey. There you go. Yeah. Do you have a turkey uh, picture yet? Uh, we do. Uh, there's a guy. Damn I'm, I'm going to feel bad that I don't have his name either, <laughs> but he sent us a picture huh. of his turkey. And uh, yeah, so we yeah we love that kind of stuff on, yeah. on our on our Instagram. Is like I actually just made a post the other day that was like, dude, we'd love to see your pictures. Um, for one, it helps us get our name out there. For two, we just want to share in the like high five and good job of your hunt as yeah. much as we can. Yeah. And so and back to the hunt tag, I honestly can't take full credit for coming up with that idea okay it was our, my business partner charlie um well, kudos to charlie he's <laughs> super engineer smart brain and he gives me a hard time because i'm over here like asking silly questions like can you supercharge a turbo and he just looks at me <laughs> like well, why would you want to and i'm like well can you or not just tell me <laughs> you know so he's he's the brains of the operation I, i'm just the i'm just the 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 looks of the operation mm-hmm. um for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, but yeah, he basically came to me and was like, Hey, this is going to be a need. Um, see a need, fill a need kind of thing. And I think this is going to be good. And, um, would you like to help me with this? Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of, at that point started bouncing ideas off each other and what we were going to do. And we basically came to the conclusion of in the regulations where it says, write it on a piece of flagging tape. Tag your animal flagging tape. Write all your information on flagging tape and tie it on the horns and be done with it. Right. I was like, that's horrible. That's pretty ghetto. <laughs> it and, is. And is, that's coming from a guy that like is the most like untechy, like whatever works, you know, if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Yeah. I haven't hunted with a rangefinder forever. I just don't, I'm not a gear guy, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm not about to go about doing that. And, uh, <clears throat> I also come from not not law enforcement, but my dad was game warden for 27 years, and so okay. I have a a background in in how to do things the proper way out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is gonna this whole system sucks. It just does. For lack of a better way of putting it, it sucks. I'm not impressed with you've the, talked uh, to game, we've talked to game wardens. Yeah. They say it sucks. Yeah, no, it does. Ex game wardens, they're like, that's gonna suck for the guys that are working now. ODFW, they're like, we didn't really want it. But the bottom line is, it's here now, and we're going to have to deal with it. 
nothing we can do. Where the do. heck did it come from that the ODFW didn't want it? I don't really know. All I know is the, <laughs> the one lady I talked to at ODFW was like, oh, you know, whether she probably just didn't want the headache that yeah. came with it, yeah. right, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at it, and I'm like, look, there's this flagging tape thing. I'm not going to – I don't want to do that. Let's think of a better way. So what would I do? And I'm racking my brain on how to do it. And we just built a system that's, like, super simple and easy to use. It is super simple. And uh, I was like, well, that's what I'm going to use. Why don't we just make something for everybody? Mm-hmm. And just make it in a kit where you can, whether you're e-tagger or you're a paper tagger, and everything you need is right there. And the best thing about the e-tag kit to me is, so say right now you're out there in the woods, right? Mm -hmm. And you shoot one. And you get on your app and you scroll through, scroll through, bear tag. There it is. Validate. Mm -hmm. And you're still high-fiving. Oh, man, this is awesome. We got a bear. And you look down you're like, okay, well, there was some information I was supposed to put down. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, once I validate, there's that confirmation number, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what else do we, we're supposed to put on there? Um, probably your name. Let's put our name on there. <laughs> maybe your, maybe your, uh, the day, maybe the day. Yeah. Let's yeah. put the day. Yeah. What else? Oh, that, that should be good. That will, you know, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless you remember that you're supposed to put your birth date and mm. your hunter ID number. So with the e-tag system, you flip open the card, which means flip open. You do basically pull back the little laminate strip. Yeah. And it's just like fill out the blanks. Bam, bam, bam. Fill the stuff out. Peel the laminate strip. Laminate it. T- attach it to the horn, and you're good. Hmm. It's that easy. I think the, and I'm being semi-facetious mm-hmm. here, is I think the cool thing about your system is the reversible zip ties. I oh, yeah. didn't even know those existed until your hunt tag. Oh, right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they have a they come they come with a, uh, a reusable zip tie. Yes. Strap them on. And if you shoot a bear or a cougar or a doe or a cow, uh-huh. something without a horn to zip tie it to. This mm-hmm. was Charlie's idea. He's like, well, what are you going to do if it's stuck out that? And I'm like, ah, I didn't even think of that. Go through like the ear or something? Yeah. So huh. it came, comes with a heavy duty, like a really, I mean, legit heavy duty safety pin. Mm-hmm. And you just can punch it through the ear or through the hide the or wherever you want. The metal ring thing? No, it actually comes with a safety pin on the ring. So it's got the entire kit. Uh-huh. If you buy the, the e-tag kit, comes with three e-tag tags. Right, okay. Yep. And then it comes with a pin to fill it out with so you don't have to, like, rummage around your bag. A Sharpie. Yes. 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 Yep, yep. And then it comes with a, a pin, like a safety pin, like a big gnarly like one. Like a big needle pin thing. It's a huge one. Okay. Yeah, so you can punch it through hide. That way you can attach your tag wherever you want. That's smart. So I thought guys were cutting a hole in, a, in an ear. I'm like, well, what about the taxidermy there? Yeah. But you have a safety pin, with, yep. which wouldn't affect the taxidermy at all. No, just a little needle. That's smart. You can put it through ear, or even the, you can put it back on the, anywhere you want on a bear oh. or whatever. Punch it through hide anywhere. I didn't even notice the safety pin on mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was just like looking at the reversible. I'll admit when I I looked at the tag thing, I'm like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. I'm like, let me check out this reversible zip tag. Yeah, I <laughs> so simple. Yeah, I'm like, I was testing it. I'm like, just the gear tester. I was like, okay, yeah. How yeah. legit are these zip ties? Uh, first of all, 
I want to know how long those have been around because I literally, that was the first time I've ever even seen those. When you were doing this product thing, did you know those existed or did you find those through the research? I didn't, but Charlie did. Oh, Jesus. Huh. I'm telling you, he's the, he's the brains. Yeah. I'm just the cute girl of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> just to drum up business. Uh, <clears throat> so so this is going to come into play, and I feel bad for all the out-of-state Oregon guys, but uh, for the Oregon guys, this is going to come into play. I plan on using the living shit out of your tag system. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm a super killer or anything, but yeah. I, I will be using it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, for me, it made me realize I did not know the exact law to not get in trouble this year. Oh, I, I here I am, ex-game warden son. Yeah. And running a business where we're selling something. Yeah. And I've been more confused this year than anybody else. So don't feel bad okay. out there in the in the podcast world if you're like, I'm not sure how it works this year. Yeah. It is very convoluted and, and interesting. Yeah. Because I thought, honestly, just to be totally transparent here, I thought for a long time that I was e-tagging because I downloaded the app. Yeah. And Same then when year. I, when I went in there, they're like, oh, well, did you print off your tags? I'm like, well, heck yeah, I did because I wasn't sure if your site was going to crash and I wanted a backup. I did the same thing. I wanted a backup. Yeah, and I lost the tags since I printed so them off. And so I. <laughs> and so I was like, so I'm if I validated on there, and she goes, well, technically, if you validate it on your site, on your on your phone, mm-hmm. and you have the paper tags printed out, mm-hmm. you validated incorrectly because you have a tag that is still valid and you validated twice, so it's like having two tags. So you'd be in in violation. I'm like, are you Jesus. kidding me? Okay, so it's okay that I lost my tag, my paper tag. Have you, you have to go, <clears throat> so you get one time a year. It, this is how I've been explained. Okay. And I've been to the ODFW <laughs> a whole lot this year. I've uh-huh. been, you have one time a year that you can switch. So if you go on your little app, it'll say paper tagging or e-tagging, and you can switch one time. I wanted to do the, the e-tagging because I wanted to get I'd, experience with it to yes, help people. so did I. Right. But I thought I was doing that until I realized when she explained it to me when I was down there at the shop, she's like, looked it up. She's like, no, you're paper tagging. You printed off tags. And I'm like, yeah, because I just wanted a backup. Apparently, you can't do that. <clears throat> well, I chose the e Basically, when you option. print it off, it automatically throws you in the paper tag system. Shit. So I validated my tag with my app. Yeah. So does that mean I'm e-tagging? So I, I'm not going to give everybody a free pass <laughs> this year, but I have been told uh, by a game warden yeah. this year that they are in like, this is from one guy. So this is probably. I was going to say, whatever advice he gives you Correct. was not broad. Correct. It's Correct. that game warden. That game warden told me that they are going to do their best, which I'm hoping that what he said is broad, but right. it may not be. You got to be careful when you start saying what laws are. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. So, so come back and be like, he, hey, he I, told me that they are not going to hold anybody liable this year for doing their absolute best to tag something with a new system and being so like you. You clearly were doing your absolute best to try to tag something yeah. correctly. Yes. If it was like a ah, uh, I tagged it here, but I accidentally had a tag, and so you validated it wrong probably going to be okay this year because you validated wrong at least you validated you were trying yeah the guys the confirmation the guys that they're going to be after are the guys that are clearly and people in general are smart to pick that stuff out game wardens especially they know the guys that are out there like trying to bend the rules like i can print out as many as i want now so right right yeah and people have been breaking the rules for forever. They used to peel the laminate off and do a whole bunch of stuff. Hmm. People used to fill out their harvest card and just be like, whoops, I lost it. Sign the affidavit. How many fish were on right. there? Right. None. Right. Oh, cool. I get a new one. And the only way to get around that was if 
Johnny Law Game Warden had actually checked you from before. Right. And wrote down in his logbook, uh, I checked Garrett, and he had three fish. So if he checks you again, and all of a sudden you have no fish, he's like, Garrett, what'd you do? <laughs> you know. Went back in time. So, and we had this discussion, and honestly. Yeah. Um, it's not a perfect system. No, it's it's not. And it wasn't before. It's it's definitely not a perfect system. Um, I think that it'll get better as it goes. Um but like I said, they're, they're not really out there to get everybody on. Ha ha! We screwed you this year. Yeah, you know they they understand. The game wardens themselves are like, man, this is kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. They're doing their best to learn it as well. And I think hopefully, um, what the man said was they're going to cut people some slack that are clearly trying their best. But the guys that are like already on their outlaw radar, right? Those are the guys. Well, straight up, if I. Because I, I did the validate when I shot that turkey. Yeah. Right? And so you have to write the confirmation number mm-hmm. down and a bunch of other crap. And then what about, um, do you keep that, like, you're supposed to keep the tag with the meat. <clears throat> um, so would you keep your hunt tag with the meat then, just like, just like yeah. you were, would a regular yeah. tag? That's where the, once you get home, you undo your... Zip tie that you love so much. The reversible zip tie. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> reversible and reusable. And reusable. Yeah, we send you three in case you lose two. Oh, well, I will lose all of them. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we. I told Charlie, I was like, dude, they only really need one. It's reusable. And he's yeah. like, well. What if they lose one? What if they shoot a bear on their elk hunt and they kill a, they probably need a zip tie for all. I'm like, ah, yes. that's why you're the brains of this. Yeah, that's yeah. why you're the thinker and I'm just the, the looks <laughs> over here. Did you see that can of zip ties down there on the counter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got like a hundred zip ties. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, and then with the paper tag system, um, that one is when you paper tag, you just actually write that information. It's slightly different information, but you write the information on your paper tag itself. Mm-hmm. But then you still have to attach that tag to the animal in some way, right? Which I think I find is preposterous. Yes. Well, we you you have to attach something, no matter what. Whether right. it's the e tag, you attach that, or the paper tag, you attach that. Right. So, what do you do in November when it's pouring rain exactly. and you're like writing on this, you know? You write it on your tag, and you have to rubber band it to your horn. Yeah, and I'm sure there has to be a part of the law where it's legible. So, yeah. yeah. What do you Ziploc? And I've heard, oh, keep it in a Ziploc baggie. Man, you so know. So this is where I'm like from the ex-game warden's you know, point of view, thinking as a game warden. I'm like, if I was a game warden, what would I rather check? Back to Bill Bob and Jimmy John. Here's Bill Bob with his tag validated correctly, but he jammed it in his sandwich baggie. Right. With a piece of bagel in there and a bunch of mustard, and he squished it in there and jammed it in and t- twisted it on there. Mm-hmm. He's done his job. He's totally legal. Mm-hmm. And then here's here's Jimmy John. He's got the hunt tag system filled out, mm-hmm. folded up, stuck in to our our tag bag. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just a it's a it's a plastic waterproof container. Mm-hmm. And then with your lovable zip ties mm-hmm. attached to the horn. Yes. So I'm Johnny Law coming along. Which is easier for me to pop the hunt tag open and pull it out? Yep, that's yeah. good. Just put it back in. Yes. Or dig through a sandwich baggie that's rubber banded on there that's got mustard and half of a hot dog squished in there. Right. Yeah. Because you know that's what's going to happen. If that was me, that's what I would do. Well, dang it, it's raining. I got to keep this dry. What am I going to do? Well, right. don't you have a zip not attached to the animal, so you're illegal, right? Yeah. Even you, though it's on the person. 
Well, I, w- I would still attach it some way, but I would put yeah. all I have to keep it dry. It's a mustard sandwich is bag. It's a mustard sandwich bag. <laughs> you know? I, you know, I, and, I, and then I, there's guys uh, that are like, oh, you can print it on waterproof paper. Sure, yeah, go for it. Where the hell do you get waterproof paper at? You, you can buy it at the store and you can oh. do it, but then you still have to have like the proper thing to write it on because a pencil won't work. A pen won't work half the time. Right. So it, it, there, there's ways around it. We've just created a system that makes it simple. Super simple. And if it's not for you, then don't buy it. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you right now. like. But if it's, if it's something that you're like, man, I want an easier way. That would make it simple, that takes the thinking out of it, where you just like flip it open and fill it out and tag yeah. it and bam. And then we're like, you technically don't even need the the the, uh, the uh, laminate, but the laminate that you put over the e-tag system, make sure that that's not going to bleed. It won't run, won't nothing. Well, yours won't Plus bleed or cool. run. Like the, the old way that you yeah. used to like notch the tag. Yes. You had something to do to the tag. That's what I'm excited <laughs> about. Like well, as soon as yeah. I laminate that, it's going to be like It's the, legit. Ha-ha. Yeah. People I've, are going to be taking pictures of those this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the teaser pics. The so um, so the, the, the tester in me is going to write, I might even just do it for fun and waste one of them, is write on it, and then I'm going to try and wash that sucker yeah. off. Yeah, we tried to. And it won't come off. Yeah, we, we wrote on there. And we rubbed on it, rubbed on it. And if yeah. you hammer on it hard enough, right. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Um, if, I'm sure if you took lighter fluid, you could probably, really, if you really tried. Oh, yeah, you could destroy but it. But you could, you you can write on there, and it, it's it's on there. It's on there, yeah. And when you laminate it, it just makes sure yeah. that it's for sure on there. Yeah, so, the, yeah, I was worried about water. So, I, you know, um, I'm going to run it through. And I've already heard Carrie's already tried it, and it didn't work. So, you know, it's not going to come off. Yeah. Uh, but I want to try it myself just so I can know, you know, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Hey, this thing, I, I can write on it with the Sharpie, which comes with the, yep. the kit. It's like yep. a little mini Sharpie. You can write on it, and then you can literally run it under the faucet and rub it yep. off, and it won't come off. Nope. So that right there for me. And they were they were tested. Uh, they were tested to, like, you could <laughs> attach them, the tags, to your bumper. And we, we read a review online when we were looking on where we wanted to source these to build them. And uh, you, they were attaching them to a bumper and driving around for like a hundred miles at fifty miles an hour and just flapping in the wind. And that there's like a metal grommet inside the tag, yeah. So it won't rip through. And yeah. That's where I'm like, well, shoot. Even if you found a flat spot to write on your piece of flagging tape, yeah. And you wrote legibly and you tied it onto the thing. All I can imagine is driving down the freeway and goes your with flagging. my big old 300-inch <laughs> Rosie in the back with my flagging tape just flapping yeah. in the wind. And then all of a sudden, red and blues pull me over. Where's your tag? Well, I swear, sir, it was there. It's gone. Right. You know, that's a tough one. I mean, so that's what's cool. The hunt tag. It's 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 as safe as you can be. Yeah. Currently, it's like the best that I know of are in the market. Not to toot my own horn, but they're they're awesome. I can't wait to 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 use them myself. And that's where I was like, well, shoot, if it's something I'm excited to use, I want to give everybody the chance to use one too. Yeah. I almost wanted to take pictures with one of my dead uh, animals on the wall. And yeah. With, when I, when I fake tagged. Yeah. And just like, just, you know, just as like a photo opportunity. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I should tag one of my animals at the house just to practice. Yeah. Just to practice. yeah it was, uh, <laughs> you know, since we're being transparent when we were doing our, uh, we created them and we were building 
the website and we had to have pictures, uh-huh. we actually pulled a mount down <laughs> off the wall and attached uh-huh. it on there and we were taking pictures the best angle we could so it looked like, because it's not season, so how do you get kill pictures yeah. to show off your product yeah. before it's even had a season? Oh yeah, you got that perfect, beautiful bear rug so right we did that. You. You can One of that. the comments was like, you could have at least dusted that mount off before you. <laughs> 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 Dang it, we tried so hard so you wouldn't know. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's a fantastic product and I'm not just trying to, you know, sell some product or anything here i trying to get on our personally pro staff. went to the, yeah i'm <laughs> trying to work my way on your pro staff here i like i bought some and i forget whether i bought it before or after you sent me one but um you and i talked mm-hmm. i'm like hey you know how do i buy one from you and then well you're like they're down at Waldron's. i'm like okay and so i think right after i got off the phone or something i went down to the store and i bought one from tanner yeah and uh i had them there and then i think yours showed up so yeah um I, you know i have I have some to try out and uh, maybe I'll give one away or something yeah. just to yeah. somebody. But Yeah, technically I did send you one, so you are on pro staff. I, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, that's we're still we're still in the in the um, wanting to get the word out phase. Yeah. So you know, uh, I I gave a few like I gave some to a few different people that I felt like had influence just cuz I'm like I just want you to use it. Yeah. You don't even have to, at this point, like brag about it and really talk it up. It'll speak for itself. Just use it. I honestly find, uh, like, for me, this is, um, and I know this is maybe for folks that don't live in Oregon, but from the way my brain works, like, a lot of times I'll buy Onyx for family members. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like 25 bucks with a discount code or 30 bucks or something like that. It's cheap. It's cheap Christmas birthday present. Yeah. And uh, so for my dad, like, the last two years, he's gotten Onyx. Yeah. And um, so I feel like this would be for me the new annual yeah. birthday Christmas present yeah. because a, you it would have be, to have it. It would be totally cool because yeah, you have to have something to tag on. Yeah. Unless you know it's either that or you're gonna get you know socks or flagging tape for Christmas. I'll, yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, I I'm hard on shit. I'm forgetful. I lose mm-hmm. shit every time I go out in the woods. Yeah. I lost. Sixty dollars in elk calls in the first oh, man. twenty minutes of. I, I can't tell you how many of Jason's calls I've just. Yeah. Where'd they oh, go? I left a Gosh, big. They, where freaking, did they go? I left the big giant uh, unleashed tube and mm-hmm. one of his uh, fancy laminated cow calls. Yeah. On the first freaking twenty minutes of uh, Shelby's hunt, and I'm like, because we had a ball bugle, and I was like stripping off clothing. Mm-hmm. Ball bugles gone. I just left all my <laughs> bull shit bugles. There. Jared's getting naked. What are you doing? Where's your stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I just got excited. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> and so it, it just, uh, you know, having this that I can attach to my pack or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win. It just, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of things that like, we're still, uh, like if, if somebody out there buys one yeah, and says, Hey, we think that you should do this or do this. Like, feel free to send us your 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 personal reviews out there. Yeah. Or or just suggestions because we're totally open to it. I mean, I'm not gonna shoot anybody down. Like, I'll listen to anything anybody wants to say, mm-hmm. anything anybody wants to suggest. Yeah. Like, it's a work in progress, and I just want to make them. And Charlie does. You know, both of us together want to make them as good as we can yeah. for people out there. I put so them like, like. It seems like it's a kind of a screwball flawed system in a way. Uh, it it has, it has its issues. Um, and so we're just trying to ease that by giving it like, well, at least now when you're down enjoying your hunt, you can just enjoy like, Hey, we got one. You don't have to be like, Oh, this is ruined now. Cause I'm like, Oh, what do I got to do? This new system, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, Oh yeah, I have this hunt tag thing. It's going to be simple. Do, 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 done. Right. 
Like I, that's I like I honestly don't even want people to think about that. I wanted them to enjoy the hunt. So yeah. that's where hunt tag was born. That's out where I'm like, at, man. It's like it, for me, it took a lo- a small amount of anxiety that I had thinking mm-hmm. about. I'm like, man, how am I going to be eight miles deep potentially in uh, an elk hunt? And yeah. I want to keep this stupid freaking piece of paper yeah. on this bull. I, I, it, it was always in the back of my mind, and and. I don't know, man. I, I'm a big fan of the product. I see me doing a review just for the Oregon guys. Yeah. And then I'll put it, put yeah, and it me, on. And like, me, and, me and Charlie both are like backcountry guys too. So we kept it as light as we could. Mm-hmm. It doesn't weigh hardly anything. I mean, if you were like a nitpicky over ounces, you could take the kit apart and just take just the necessities. Like, well, yeah. I don't need the push pin because I'm hunting something with horns. And you could take it apart as much as you want. Right. Um, but we kept everything. Like, how much do you think that whole tag system weighs? ounces you'd have to weigh it on a gram uh, scale i mean like yeah nothing. i mean it's this uh take three credit cards that's probably what it weighs yeah four yeah. credit cards i don't know i mean it's not very heavy mm-hmm. i mean credit card weighs more than that i think yeah so i mean it's it's <laughs> yeah and so, it weighs less than my wallet yeah on, for sure on on their website <clears throat> you can buy the the kit the yeah. hunt tag e-tag kit yeah. you can buy the paper tag kit and then you can buy a paper tag singles. So if like you're like, well, I'm gonna kill a ton of stuff. Three ain't gonna cut it for me. I need more because I'm a killer. Yeah. Then you can buy extras <laughs> for the paper tag and and the uh, and the e tag both. Oh, okay. So um, so let's let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up here. So where can guys get a hold of you on Instagram for um, the Ragged Ridge or the Hunt Tag? On on Instagram, I am Ragged Ridge. Um, it's Ragged Ridge Productions or Ragged Ridge. I don't no underscores or anything in there. Um, I think it's, man, now you put me on the spot. <laughs> I just look at it. I don't use, you know, it, I think it's Ragged underscore Ridge. Okay. And you're on YouTube under Ragged Ridge too. Yes. Ragged Ridge Productions yep. on YouTube. Yep. And then, uh, your hunt tag, where can people find that? Hunt tag. You can find, we actually have a Twitter. Uh, I think I made a tweet. You have a Twitter? I think I made a tweet the other day. <laughs> I've never had, I've never had a Twitter. It was my first tweet. You're a tweeter now. I wouldn't see, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But uh, yeah, we do have that. Um, uh, and we have a website, hunt-tag.com. Hunt-tag. Okay. And then uh, we ha- have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Yeah. Oh, I'll put your, uh, your handles for mm-hmm. the Instagram and your website and then in the description box just to make it easy for folks. Yeah. But uh, I, I appreciate you coming out with this product legitimately. It, it is solving an issue that I was worried about. And so, um, you know, I know I haven't had a chance to use it, but I've been playing with it downstairs and yeah. I have it literally in my truck right now because I have two of them. Right on. Because um, somebody sent me one for free. <laughs> Hashtag pro staff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so it, it's a legitimate product that I see me using and, and it's not all the time when you're, when you're constantly reviewing products, you come across one, it's like, okay, they're filling a need. It's not gimmicky, you know, yeah. especially when you're looking at broad, not to get on the soapbox, when you're looking at broadheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gimmick, gimmick. Oh yeah. Gimmick. I hear you. Yeah. So, but, uh, all right, man. Well, is there anything else when we wrap this thing up that you um, want people to know? No, I actually talked to Charlie before I came on here and he wants to do a, uh, a discount code. Okay. So we're going to offer 20% discount if you use the, uh, the code on point. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, so I appreciate that. Use the code on, co- that on is, point that and is... you'll get 20% off of your hunt tag purchase. I'm down for that. Yeah. Is that cool? You cool with that? <laughs> Saving people money. There you go. Yeah. You know, we're coming out with this. Uh, I keep saying we're like there's a channel of us. 
I'm re- referring to myself oh, as I, multiple I, people. Ragged Ridge is just me, and I'm doing a <laughs> Shedhorn vlog, and I'm like, yeah, man, we're doing a good job out here. And I'm like, who's we? <laughs> exactly. Me and myself and my imaginary. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're coming out with a newsletter. Uh, damn it. I'm coming out. <laughs> I just did it again. Coming out with a newsletter, guys. Uh, <laughs> go on to my website and then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get discounts for, um, companies that I, I like their products and want to save you guys money on. And so this one, uh, will I'm, I'll put that one on the newsletter there you go. um, and 20% off. So how much do they run? They are 1999, 1999. So math, uh, what's a fifth of 19 So 15 bucks out the door pretty much. Wait, no. So 10% of 10 would be $1. Okay. 20% would be $2. So it would save you a couple bucks. Save you $4. It would save you $4. $4. You're talking to a guy who graduated in Algebra 2 here. So I, I, <laughs> If it wasn't for Coach Walker in high school, I would have never passed math. Really? It is not for me. ERA is about the most math you did? Oh, yeah. ERA. <laughs> I, I used to keep track of my batting average. Up Same here. For like the first four or five at bats, basically two games, and then it was too much. I'm like, oh, oh man, really? it's way over me. Oh, when I played ball, my parents, um, they did the scorekeeping charts and everything. Uh, my mom would scorekeep. I have books and books and books. Yeah. My mom kept books. Yes, yes. It's like a lost art. I wonder if my mom still has mine. Back when kids' arms, you know, there's, there's a point because you play ball uh, yeah. way more successfully than I did, but – um, when you played ball, there's a, there's an age where the pitchers just get hammered, hammered, hammered. And then finally their arms develop enough to where now it's starting to get fair. Yeah. So before their arms developed, I was, I was, I was like 500 batting averages, dude. I was killing it. I was yeah. like Ken Griffey of the 12 year olds. Oh yeah. But I, I was Ken Griffey where a home run would, for me would be making it out of the infield because I was yeah. so weak and small. <laughs> so a double would be like a home Did run. Did you ever have the, well, this is probably, uh, see, I'm. I'm quite a bit older than you. <laughs> You're just a young young pup. Yeah. You were way past the like owning the Griffey cleats days. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I will actually tell you the coolest hunt baseball story I have. <sighs> you were in King Griffey Jr. cleats? No, I, okay, I, I watched Alex Rodriguez hit the game winner against the Angels uh, in, the world, in, in their series when they played the Angels. Yeah. And it was the coolest freaking thing. We watched a couple games. That's when Jay Buhner, oh, yeah. Alex Rodriguez, um, I think, was Randy Johnson pitching yep. for them back then? And yeah, and then you had Jose Martinez, or, uh, or Edgar. It was Edgar Martinez, was he with them? Yep. And then you had, I'm pretty sure Griffey was still there earlier. I don't know if he was still there then, but I know A-Rod was there. Mm-hmm. And that's when A-Rod, A-Rod was huge. Yeah. And uh, cool shit I've ever seen. Before yeah. he went to Texas and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's that's my cool story. Yeah, I'm a baseball. I had Moose sign my baseball. Baseball. Nerd. Or my he signed my mitt. Moose, the mascot. Really? Yeah, yeah. So here's a random <laughs> thing. We're on rabbit trails again. <laughs> right. uh, I used to work at Fisherman's Marine and Outdoor at the Delta Park store up in Portland. Uh huh. And this huge guy comes into the gun counter because I, I worked at the gun station and. Uh, Every once in a while, they'd let me over to the fishing area when somebody had a bass fishing question. Oh, okay. And uh, so I was at the gun counter, and this big dude comes in. <laughs> and he's honestly dressed like Hillbilly USA. He's just got, like, Carhartts on. He has a flannel shirt on, no undershirt, sleeves, like, chopped off, mm-hmm. sleeveless shirt that are all frayed. And he's got it unbuttoned halfway down with his, <laughs> like, his testicles kind of, like, hanging out. Uh-huh. And he's just walking around. I'm like, dude, that dude is a big guy. Uh-huh. And he comes up, and he ends up buying a gun from me, and finally I like dawns on me who he is. 
and it was Richie Sexton. Really? And he bought a gun from us. Really? And so I'm like, oh, man, this is cool. I actually, like, have a cell phone picture <laughs> of his Sneak gun it. paperwork oh. just so I could – I just want to be like, could I get your autograph? Because it was, like, this big <laughs> signature. It looks so cool. You know, the one you used to practice when you are little, yeah, like, well, yeah, I'm yeah. famous. Mine's going to look like this. Yeah. He had that signature, and so I'm like, that's – I probably broke some some felony law right. by taking a picture of it. Hopefully a, the statute of limitations are – Yeah. I was like, I, I just want a picture of Richie Sexton's name. It's still cool to That's me. That's pretty sick. And then how do you start a conversation with, like, yeah. I play the baseball too, Mr. Sexton. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to talk to him, but you don't want to be that annoying kid that's like, well, yeah. I play ball. So it's just like. That's uh, pretty you know. funny. <laughs> it was pretty, He the, the guy's giant. Really? I think he's six foot seven or something. Hmm. Big dude. And then besides being tall, he's just like. Just a stout Just a dude. mountain. He's Jesus. a big guy. Well, you got some of these guys that can play NBA or NFL or oh, yeah. MLB. And it's yeah. When you yeah. see even like I never played D one. I played NAIA. Mm-hmm. And when you walk into a D one locker room mm-hmm. with D one athletes, they're like a whole other breed of person. <laughs> they're just big guys. That's why I have so Strong much respect guys. for Bugsy Bugs, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, probably yeah. he gives me belief that Bugsy I can do Bugsy Bugs cool and Spud Webb back in the day. Those <laughs> are the guys. Uh, yeah. but, uh, all right guys, we're going to wrap this thing up and, uh, Mike, thanks for coming onto the show, man. And, uh, thanks for doing the discount code. I didn't know you were going to do that. So, yeah. uh, take advantage of that Oregon residents, even really, honestly, if you're not even in Oregon and you just want another way to keep track of your shit, um, I, you know, I can yeah. see me using this in Idaho. So, so I will say in the future, we are looking into, branching out to other states it just requires us to actually do research into the other <laughs> states and what they require yeah and then building those tags so they don't have our requirements on the back they'd have to have whatever that state requires that would be nice and then go out there it's just we have to get it established in oregon first mm-hmm. and i have no doubt that it will go and catch on and it's nothing really to catch on it's like something that's needed you just got to use it yeah. and but yeah, there's other states. We've had a guy in Oklahoma and a couple other states that have been like, "Hey, do you make these for just logistically? I can't build a whole new design for the one dude right. in Oklahoma that's wanting it right now." Right. And so until until it it can feasibly be duplicated for other states, we're yeah. we're just kind of working on Oregon right now. Well, what we should do? Are you going to Hoodoo? Uh, I will be at Hoodoo. You should just bring some with you, and I'll, I'll have work. them at the booth. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll bring some. Yeah, are you gonna have a booth there? Uh, I we thought about it, but yeah. uh, I honestly just assumed that I was too late in the game. No, I, you're I, not. I figured that. Uh, yeah. I figured that it was gonna be like this sportsman show where you got to be like a year in advance to get a booth. No, um, no, no. I actually still haven't even sent my check in yet. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but if they know I'm going. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, I I I, yeah. I just probably bad on my part. I assumed like yeah. I'm way too late because it was like a couple weeks ago. We're like, man, if we had a booth there, that'd be so cool. Dude, you would kill it. Yeah. What you should do is just bring a box of them and then I'll have like, I'll have a table out front with all my hats and gotcha. shit. And then uh, we'd be podcast at the booth and then, um, you know, just bring some and for guys that want to buy them. They'll, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll try and sell some for you there. Right on. Yeah. And if, 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 uh, and Dunlap's going to be there too. Yeah. There's probably a lot of guys going to be there. Well, yeah, there's going to be a ton. Well, he has a booth. Oh, he's gonna have a booth. Yeah, this he's year. gonna have his own. I booth. was just at his shop, and he didn't say a word about it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's Mister Secrets uh, lately. <laughs> yeah, him and and I think G Four is gonna have a booth there, and I don't know if there's any other podcast. Cool. But, um, shooting the bull guys were there, so maybe we could right shoot on. the breeze with those guys. But yeah, I like Josh. Josh is just a riot. He is. He's one of the funniest funniest human beings I've dude, ever. Dude, the met. last time I 
I was uh, having lunch with Cody Kellum, <laughs> and we were going up to the uh, to the uh, the loft there, uh-huh. and we're standing out front, and all of a sudden this van. This is back when Josh still lived in Roseburg. <laughs> this van just stops in the middle of the road <laughs> in downtown Roseburg. Really? Just stops, rolls down the window. Hey, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> and Cody's like, what's up, Josh? We're like, hey, man. <laughs> and then he just sits there. <laughs> so what's going on? Traffic's honking. He's just sitting there. We're like, we just had lunch. He's like, cool, man. And just keeps staring. All right, then we'll... Take her easy. I guess I got to go. There's people honking. He drives around the block. Comes back, stops again. Sorry about that traffic. So what's up? Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. He's just like. That sounds like Josh. The funniest yeah. dude. The he, funniest dude. He graduated, I think, with my around with the time with my brother. So I hung out with his uh, younger brother, Matt. Yeah. And uh, that guy is so freaking funny, too. Like yeah. They are very similar um, humor and. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard hanging around those two. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Pretty- I feel like I feel like now that he's gone, like I missed this window when I could have been hanging out with Josh, and now he's gone, and I'm like, dang it. So I just have to like, hopefully he sends me some Shedhorn knowledge once in a while. And lets there you me go. On some of his spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, all right, guys, he's a good dude though. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, and uh, we'll so we'll have some hunt tags at the at the Hoodoo. It sounds like potentially, yep. and then uh, the discount code, which I'll put all in the description. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll have to have you back on maybe at Hoodoo. We can bullshit more. Cool, cool, that'd be sweet. Awesome, thanks, Mike. Yep. See ya. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks, Mike, for coming on. So be sure to go check him out, Ragged Ridge, on YouTube, uh, on the Instagram, and then uh, Instagram for the hunt tag and www.hunttag.com to go check it out. Remember to use the on point uh, discount code for 20% off. It's on space point, two words, all lowercase, and uh, use that upon checkout. So outside of that, I think it was a great... uh, great conversation and i appreciate mike for coming on the show appreciate you guys for hanging out and listening and i will see you on the next one bye